Good afternoon and welcome to the Pillar Talk podcast here in the Brain Jerk Studios. Uh, we're here for episode 36 and this episode's brought to you by JBE Joshi Boy Edits. If you want your life captured, hit this man up. If you want him to uh, do, do a music video for you, hit this man up. He's worked with the best of them. If you want to get a hold of him, it's uh, joshyboyedit.com or you can go on Instagram and it's uh, under Joshi Boy Edit. So do it up um uh today we're sitting here episode 36 we're sitting here with jordan butler from rubber tub rubber dub detailing company so uh tell me a little bit about yourself and uh yeah um i'm 32 years old <laughs> and started detailing out of the back of a volkswagen jetta about six years ago uh developed into a shop 1400 square foot shop uh Focus on high-end cars and trying to protect them, make them look their best, and making my customers happy. That's the main goal. Um, it's developed into a lot more than that, though. Um, trying to be more active in my community, getting more community involvement, stuff like that. Uh, doing giveaways, just trying to help out. Uh, realizing 2020 has been a struggle for everyone, and... Just trying to help out as much as possible, how, and uh, thankful to be in that opportunity. Oh yeah how how long have you how long has Rubber Dub been up? Um, so I've been in my shop that I'm at right now for about since last March. Um, been mobile. Used to go to people's houses. Used to go over all over Toledo, all over Southeast Michigan, uh, all the way up to Fenton, Michigan. Oh really? Uh, working on some nice cars. Uh, and that's just. Been doing was doing that for about four years before I started in my shop full time. Uh, I was working in restaurants part time uh, while I was doing that, just putting all my money and time, spare time into that business and growing that. Oh really? That's dude. So it started out of the back of a fucking Jetta. Yep. I would load up everything. Uh, just zoom. Started with my own car. You know, I started working on mine, and people would just always ask me about it you know and i started doing friends and family's cars i'm still doing friends and family's cars but it's just been it just grew right um and i'm thankful i've got the best clients in the world uh it's just been an awesome adventure and i'm appreciative and you and you've been uh so you changed careers to start your own business you well yeah. actually you were able to change careers starting your own business which i'm thankful you know i got out of restaurant business and it's a hard business uh, for right now, especially. Everyone's struggling in that business. Um, and I'm thankful. You know, it's just been, it's been a lot of work, though. Uh, I've sacrificed a lot of relationships, a lot of friendships. Uh, but I wouldn't change my life, you know, for what I, I'm, yeah. I'm doing what I love every day. Uh, I don't answer to a boss. Uh, You're pursuing the dream. To, answer to hundreds of clients you know yeah right <laughs> but it's awesome you know it's just i'm thankful every day that i get to do what i do so you did you own a restaurant or you no, just uh, you were just a chef yep i was a chef i'd run kitchens you know which taught me a lot about ordering products uh hiring people you know training people uh it taught me a lot you know uh i was but now I don't cook anymore, so it's just. You still cook at home, though, don't you? Rarely, rarely. <laughs> right. I got to be craving something that I can't find. Um, 
But yeah, I don't. Did have you time. Did you go to school to be a chef? Yep, I did two years of culinary school. Uh, then I worked on cruise ships for a couple of years. Moved out to San Francisco, Bay Area, California for a couple of years. Uh, then moved back home. Uh, worked in Ann Arbor. Worked around Toledo. Worked a bunch of different places. Uh, but. You know, things got serious with someone I was with, and we were both working in restaurants at the time, and I was just like, you know, there's no way I could start a family. You know, I can't be doing that, living check to check. Right. You know, it, working every night. Uh, it's just, you know, and I was doing it, you know, just working. And, sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> You said you were working on the you were working on the cruise ships in yep. San Francisco. Shit got serious. And I mean, you know, I, I wanted to be back home around my family and stuff. Right. You know, and that's what it came down to. And just restaurants around here, they're a little bit different. You know, they're harder to work in, harder to take serious. You know, out there it was a different. Oh, it's there's more people out there. It yeah. Was, it was, it, yeah, it was constant. You had to be a chef to be out there. Right. How was the cruise ship working on a cruise ship? Was that dope? Uh, it trained me for a lot for what I do now. Uh, you know, I was working 80, 80 hours a week, a hundred hours a week. You know, sometimes it was just a ton of work. You know, you're always on call. You lived at work basically, you know, so if they needed help at midnight, they knew where to find you and they could get you to work, you know? Yeah. You're over in sector C fucking room 11. Yep. So, <laughs> uh, it trained me a lot. You know, I, I work long days now, you know, and, but it's a lot different when you're, not working for someone else when you're doing stuff on your own. I mean, it's kind of weird for me talking right now because I'm not used to talking to a lot of people at once because uh. uh, I'm by myself all day, which yeah. is weird. But, you know, it's good because I get to listen to music. I get to, uh, you know, take my time on certain cars that need to be need more time. Uh, you know, some of the cars I focus on, I like to take my time on because they're just beautiful pieces of art you know uh, so is it like detailing so you don't detail like you said like minivans and well i mean i do uh i've got a couple of dealerships under my contracts and stuff like that and they send me a lot of lease terms well, you'll clean whatever the fuck it yeah, is yeah. you know as long as they pay uh <laughs> right but, you know and then a lot of people i'll get newer cars you know and people are like this is awesome you get to work on these it must be easy and it's like you know newer cars they are, but those are the people, they're dropping them off, and they're expecting it to look, you know, it already looks good, but they're expecting it to look absolutely perfect. Right. And that is a hard, very stressful thing, because a car is someone's second largest investment, usually, and right. it's, you know, you're touching some people's babies, you know, some people that retired, and they wanted this car for 40 years, and they've been working, and they finally get it. And I had a guy, you know, he had an old truck. And he's like, your shop is the first place I've ever driven my truck. And it's just like, for me to have that opportunity is just unreal. What, you what know? kind of truck was it? It was a 54 F100. It was on air ride. It was beautiful. Burgundy color. I got a picture of it on my Facebook page. But Man, that's cool. You can actually put some dope-ass cars on your fucking your advertisements. You know, I do these. Yep. I You know, I had a brand-new Corvette the other day. I got a... Older Corvettes that come through, uh, a lot of cool McLaren, you know, Lambo. You know they're around here? Uh, or do yeah. you drive to those? I used to drive, you know, up to Fenton. I had a nice client up there, and I would drive. She had some very nice cars, and 
but I don't want to talk too much about that, you know. But I, I get to work on some nice cars, uh, but it's just a great time when I get to do that. To work on the cars, yeah. Sorry. You like the, uh, so? Did you get the when you were working on the cruise ship? Did you get to go see the shit you were going, or like you were going to see like every Hawaiian? I was in Hawaii. Um, I can get to every Kmart on every Hawaiian island because that's about all the time we had to do. <laughs> but you know, we'd go out to eat. Uh, we and then we'd go to the beach here and there, and but mainly it was a lot of work. That was what I was there to do. And I realized it was hard when I was early 20s you know just trying to focus on that but but yeah like so you went to every hawaiian island just to kmart well i mean that's about all we had time for you know the employees on the ship but you know we'd check out local restaurants and try to do what we could uh jonathan says he was he's guessing it was a fuck fest he's always wanted to know jonathan <laughs> there, yeah i mean a bunch of people in their early 20s usually the first time you know away from their parents and stuff you know and just it was a lot of lot of fun. <laughs> lot of I'll fun. say that. We'll leave it at that. Brian Bates says de- detailers for life. There you go. Oh yeah, dude. My my uh, buddy and his dad they they ran like they were detailing this nice old fucking uh, rides, little hot rods and shit like that when they were younger. But they don't do that no more. But that's so how d- you were able to go out of your career and go into this full-fledged and you 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 got contracts clearly to keep you busy fucking how 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 was the transition yeah how was the transition from one to the other stressful like if that's the only way i could say you know that's the only thing i can say about it it was just stressful a lot of sleepless nights for me um not knowing if i could you know how i'd be making money you know it's i haven't gotten a single paycheck in almost two years Right. You know, it's just, I, and that's another thing for me too. That's hard for me to balance is I can work seven days a week and not bad an eye. You know, I, I, during the summer, I'll work seven days a week, 14 hours a day, just because the money's there. And that's one thing I've been really trying to focus on now is trying to take, you know, a day off, trying to take two days off a week, because if the money's there, why not work? That's like right. my opinion I too, especially with, with like, I mean, my business had to shut down when all this stuff happened. I completely closed my doors. Luckily, I had an awesome landlord. You know, he deferred my payment for that month that I was closed, but I had no income, and all my other bills were still there. I still had to pay my business insurance. I still had to pay all this stuff for my business. and Right. I just couldn't work, and it's like I was a single-man operation. I could have people drop their cars off, and I wouldn't have any yeah, interaction it wasn't like with them, you know, was, yeah. so... I mean, we didn't know at the time, so it was smart for me to shut down, you know, and I'm appreciative. I did take the time off and refocus on my business and stuff, which is good, you know, revamp the website. And so you were down for about a month? Yeah, it spent about a month and a half where I couldn't do anything. You know, I wasn't in the shop, stuff like that. I wasn't taking in clients, and the main thing was that month was, like, that was when people were getting their boats out. Oh, March. So I had all, you know, all these boats lined up, and I couldn't get any of the marinas to work, you know, because the marinas were shut down. And then they said the marinas would be shut down for, like, a month, and then they opened them up, like, three weeks later. So all these guys were like, hey, get my boat done, get my boat done, right. and couldn't get them in, you did, know. Did you hear uh, Toledo? Or, or, what, yeah, what, this yeah. morning, Toledo Marina. 
Toledo Beach Marina. What the fuck, dude? Sad. You know, you know that was the only place with a storage where they had heat, heated storage for boats and shit. So there was beautiful <coughs> boats in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. No doubt. Oh my god, dude! There's shout out to all the the insurance companies getting fucking hounded today, <laughs> dude. Because it, dude, that's bad. You do boats and everything. So what's everything you do? Um, you detail my house. No, I, w- <laughs> I won't touch the inside of RVs usually, uh, but I'll do the outsides. Uh, I did an Airstream this summer. That was one of my biggest projects I've done. Uh, I had close shit. to 170 hours into it. Uh, Holy shit. Aluminum polishing is not fun. It's not something I'm... But that bitch was crispy clean. Yep. Every time. You, you don't go inside, though? I that- usually don't. I mean, I do the interiors of cars and stuff, but boats and RVs and motorhomes, I try not to do the interior. Like contracted out to a maid if they want it done, but I'd rather not do okay. it. Okay, okay, yeah, it's kind of because that's kind of like it's more closer to household items. Yeah, you're like right. That. Yeah, you don't do the seats and shit like the front seats, the front two seats. Yeah, I could do that. You know, no right. problem. I'll usually talk that in to the estimate. And that's what <coughs> I do with all my business. Sorry, I got the hiccups. But uh, one thing about my business that's interesting, you know, is. Every vehicle is different, you know, even if it's a car, even if it's a four-door sedan. There's different stains. There's different materials on the inside. The paint's different. Yep. Um, so there's always different approaches to everything, and so there's always different things that I deal with every day. You know, some people come in, they just want the car clean. They don't know exactly what I do. Um, some people, you know, they say, hey, I want my car protected for five years, and that's the people, you know, that I was geared my business towards, so that's when... I take my time. You put really a five-year plan on it? Five yep, year and I'll warranty it. I have a five-year ceramic coating. Um, my car's coated with it. Uh, I just did those Corvettes with it. A uh, bunch of cool vehicles with it. So I've got a truck in my shop I'm doing right now. You're a detailer with a fucking five-year warranty, bro. This is, that's awesome. Yep. How many clients do you think you got? Hundreds. Uh, I mean, I got the dealer. Two. I got a couple dealerships right now under contract. Two or three. So what, they get cars in, you just yeah, go run through them real quick? Like lease turn-ins usually and oh, just yeah. clean them up, get them ready for resale, make sure they're all good. Um, the big thing that's happened since, you know, COVID, you know, since everything reopened is the used car sales. It's gone up, you know. So I get people that are looking to sell their car to get the most value out of their money, you know, most money out of their car. Um, and then I also get people that are buying used cars that, are, you know, they got smoke odor in them or they got pet hair in them and they just want them, you know, looking like a new car that they just bought. So that's where I come into play. That's where my business really shot up this past fall when everything started rolling again. Oh, so you, you know, when they're buying cars and fucking selling cars and shit. So, you know, you're pretty much fucking hand in hand with the dealerships. Oh, you guys are getting a lot of business now, ain't you? <laughs> Yep. Um, I mean, it's just, you know, it's a different world than it was a year ago. Everyone can attest to that. It's just, you know, people, I mean, also there's a lot of people that don't want to spend any money right now, you know, yeah. and I get it, you know, I'm not one to make frugalist payments or frugalist purchases right now because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You yeah, know, my yeah. business can be shut down like that. And I don't know because, you know, my governor or any government, you know, right, presidential yeah. level. Yep. We don't know what's going to happen. Yep, that's, that's definitely true, dude. So I'm just thankful every day that I get to go in there and get to work. Yeah, but I, I feel like your job wouldn't do nothing. You're all you, It's a one-man job. Yep. Um, you, you don't even have to talk to the motherfucker. 
Yeah. <laughs> and that's where, I mean, that's where we were at the first, but, you know, it's it's a crazy time. We didn't know, because I use steam and stuff when we were doing stuff. We're using compressed air. We didn't want to shoot, you know, virus. We don't know what's going to mm-hmm. happen. We don't know what's going to kill that virus when it first came around. Right. We didn't know what was going to happen. And, you know, better safe than sorry. I took yeah, the time you're off. right. That's, that's where I was. I took the time off and rested, but. You probably needed it. Yeah, now I'm back to where I could use it again, you know. <laughs> Putting a couple you, hundred. You've always been like that, though. You've always been grinder. Grind, 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 grind. And you've always given back. Cooking for you, a fucking You were the first shit. person that was like, hey, we're going to go to this homeless shelter on Christmas morning. We're going to feed the homeless. And I was like, I d- Actually, you know what? That's actually awesome. Yeah. This was 10 years ago. Yeah. And I, you know, when I cooked, you know, I had the time. and I mean, I never had money to donate, but we always have time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what, right now my business, we're doing 15% off all interior and exterior packages, uh, all coatings and gift cards. If you bring in a toy, we're doing a toy drive. We're just trying to get, you know, there's kids. Yeah, I've seen that. Mom and dad lost, you know, jobs this year. I can't imagine what Christmas would be like for them. And just trying to do what we can to make it better for Yeah, struggling to pay the bills and fucking not even being able to do Christmas. That's nice, dude. That's good. That's a good thing, bro. That's a, and that's a, it's a small business too. And and it's a one man business. You're running it fucking great, dude. That's cool. I mean, we could talk about, you know, it, it all started as a hobby. That's what, you know, if people, if you're passionate about something, roll with it, you know, find a way to make money off of it, find a way to build off of it. A hobby? Yeah. yeah. You turn you know, that in, you just like fucking, you just like I making like, a car look pretty. Yeah. And, you know, it got to the point where I was out of my realm to make my car look better, you know, where I wanted to take it to a detail shop, and I found out how much they charged, and I was like, I can do that. But then here I am, you know, thousands of dollars later I've spent. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and it's, but I'm happy where I'm at. It's... Because I have made that branch, you know, I started as something where it was a selfish little hobby, but I'm developed it into something where I get people coming from north of Detroit or south of Toledo, coming to Monroe, you know, and they're waiting on their car to get done. And I, I can't tell believe them, how you many, know, how I many? tell them go eat at this restaurant, try, you know, come see my little city that right. I grew up in, you know, and not many things can do that around Monroe, which is sad, but. It's, I want some more, you know, I want more for my hometown and there's people, it's going to be on our generation to do it Yeah, and it's starting to happen. You know, tides are rolling, you know, young business. There's a lot of talent out here. There's a lot of talent. And that's why why we started doing this is to showcase all the talent, you being one of them. And I'm appreciative of it, you know, and I think, you know, with stuff like Amazon and, you know, big box stores, it's hard to have like where you're selling a product, you know, you're, we're at the point where now we can sell services. Yeah. You know, if you can sell a service and you have a trade, it's an easy branch to make your own money, you know, to start your own business and with social media and everything, your phone can run your business, you know, and it's always in your pocket. It's easy to, all these people that have side hustle or little hobbies, you can make it into a side hustle and make it into a career. It's it takes a lot of work, but it's possible, you know. And yeah, just keep doing your fucking, keep doing your dreams. It's never, it's it's always, you know, there's never an elevator to get to 
the top. It's always you got to take the stairs. You, so sometimes you're climbing up them, sometimes yep. you're crawling up them. Yep. You know, and it's been an adventure. You know, sometimes those stairs are easy. Sometimes it's sometimes you don't want to fucking walk up them. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. That's a go. You were gonna say something. <laughs> I was taking a breath, but I've known Jordan for a long time, and all he's done is work and give back, like I said. It's funny, because I think when we first met was like when I was on vacations from the cruise ship, Mm -hmm. so I wasn't even working. Exactly. It was driving me nuts, because I didn't know what the hell to do with myself, you know? (laughs) I'd be back, and I'd hang out and drink. That was my problem, you know, and... It wasn't, never it wasn't that bad. I didn't drink that no. bad. I don't want to No, he wasn't a, he was no. not a raging alcoholic <laughs> but, or anything. You know, it's hard to be motivated when you're you have nothing to do and when you're just hanging out. You know? So what? Mm-hmm. So what did you was that like a constant job on the cruise ship? So they work you like 5 months on and then give you a month off. So and mind you, this is when he's like 20, 22. Yeah, it was when I first turned 21. That's why I was a little bit drinking, you know. (laughs) But, yeah, um, that's, you know, they'd work you five months, then give you a month off, which was. Every day? I mean, how long are you on a trip? Seven days a week. Every day. And you were on a ship for what? How how many days? Like four days at a time? No, we were on it seven days. We lived on it, you know, and. Oh, you, oh yeah. you would just stay on that fucking yeah. ship. Yeah. Oh, my God, oh, dude. Oh, yeah, down in the depths. Down For five months? Five months, and then you get a month <sighs> off. You were a fucking hey, seaman. Wait. What kind of food did you cook on the ship? I cooked Asian fusion, Chinese, Pan-Asian, um, white boy from the Midwest. That was the last place I wanted to be on that ship, and that was the first place they put me. <laughs> Fucking just, which I was grateful because that was a different opportunity for me. That's something I wouldn't get an opportunity for around here is learning a cuisine like that, right? You know, and like this dude is a magician in the in the. In How the many cooks were on there? So each to each Hundreds. each cook would be each cook would be from a different like or cooking a different region of food. Um, like my kitchen, the my galley that we worked in was we did the specialty restaurant for the Asian, and then there was another. French restaurant that we shared the galley with, you know, they were on the same mm-hmm. floor. Uh, and then there was like a steakhouse above an Italian restaurant and like a diner too. And then they had like the main dining and buffets, but our, our restaurants cost money to get into and the French restaurant too. So, but yeah, there was mine, my, my galley, there was probably like 15 cooks and like six chefs overseeing everything. And those chefs had chefs that were, in charge and these <laughs> executive chefs, corporate chefs, and Jesus. tons of people. I mean, there was close to like twelve hundred crew members, I think, on that ship. Yeah, because them and cruise ships are fucking huge, like, like a like a city on a, on the water. Mm-hmm. I remember you telling those stories back Crazy. in the day. You uh, you were always be t- be between a Chinese guy and a Japanese guy, right? Yep, and yep. they would always yell at each other. It was a lot of fun, man. There's some characters on that, and a lot of good memories. Uh, but I'm thankful for everything. So the Chinese and the Japanese don't like each other. Well, they were yelling at each other and couldn't understand each other. They couldn't understand and Jordan kind of could, yeah. And yeah, because they had such thick accents. <laughs> you, you could kind of put it together, but it <laughs> he was the translator. It was that was a lot of fun, man. You're fluent in any other languages? Uh, I mean, I learned a little bit of Spanish working out, you know, in California, stuff like that. Uh, 
grew up like took German in high school and stuff like that a little bit, but not fluent anything anymore. Yeah. Sure. I thought you were sitting there long, listening long. to Japanese and then turning yeah. around listening to Chinese <laughs> and then being like, learn, no. Learn some select words in each yeah. language. No, the Chinese guy and the, and the Japanese guy were speaking English. Oh, they're their fucking accents, dirty English, yeah, dude. Their, their, accents, accents, their accents were so thick. Their accents. Jeez, dude. Uh, I got a lot of comments on uh, Craig's accent yeah. this morning. Yeah, It's thick it's, as fuck. Yeah. It is. I like his. I like he's, his. Own. He's from England. Craig is. Joined our fucking morning smoke session this morning. So you grew up in Monroe. Yep. The beaches, right? Uh, that, no, no, no. He didn't. South Monroe. Yeah. Oh. Okay, I grew up right across from Dorian and John, next to John, <coughs> Mark Allen, all those cats. Yeah, Dorian was fun, cool. He come group. in. Dorian's one of my favorite people, man. He's. Shit, He's, he went out to fucking California with you, apparently. Yeah, he <laughs> met up. He, no, he was a couple years after me, and he was in Southern California. But he went out there one time to visit him and Mark. We all had a good time. Um, but yeah, it's I've known Dorian. Me and him will always be tight, man. He's he's just a dude that I can call out of nowhere. Like, I mean, I called him when he lived in California. It was probably the first time we talked in a year and a half. We just picked up like nothing happened, you know, and. I'm not a religious dude, but you guys talk to him for a bit. You know he is. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. And that's why I called him. I needed a prayer. And that dude preached better than any pastor I've ever heard. And yeah. I'll give it to him. He's an incredible dude. Nope. Just I'm glad that I got him as a friend because he's a cool dude. Fuck that's yeah, all I can say about Dorian. Yeah. And he's no, passionate he's- about everything he does. Whether it be music, his dog, even if he don't like it, admit it, he loves that dog. But <laughs> yeah. He's passionate about everything, you know, his family, and he's a good guy, good solid dude. Sweet man, that, that's, what you were just neighborhood friends. That's how you guys became friends, right? Cause yeah, you're all neighbors. Yeah, and we're all, I mean, we're all lifelong brothers because of that, how we grew up and stuff. Oh, oh yeah, but you guys are all fucking grinding too. Yeah, that's fucking, that's dope. Oh yeah. He, he dropped that new album, didn't he? Yeah. Dorian. Yeah. I think I watched I listened to it, didn't I? Shit. <laughs> He's always, always. Yeah. He's always on social Dude, media. Dude, his too. his old shit back in the day when they did with uh He's been he's been a Dorian fan since high school. Yeah, BTS, dude, the the about that shit. Remember that? The fucking dude that was the shit, dude. I forget what fucking album that is. If I could ever find it, dude, I would, I would murder it. I actually had one of Dorian's CDs. It's a funny story. I don't even think I ever told Dorian this, but I changed my head unit in my car, and his CD is still in my old head unit, and I can't get it out. But <laughs> it's stuck in there. I mean, because it doesn't have any power or anything to it. I forgot to That's pull it great. before I pulled the whole system. I could get it out, but it's just funny that it's just in there. That makes it. That's awesome. That's yeah, really cool. like, it's forever a relic, there. A yeah. relic. Plug that bitch in. Let me listen to it, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna say, well, <laughs> right. I'm gonna go home and plug it back into my car and swap them out. Oh, again that's all you gotta do. Hook yeah. it up to a power supply. <laughs> Fuck, dude. That's what it's I got it all disconnected. and I forgot all about it. I was like, oh man, that's I, where that CD is. I think you shouldn't. You should leave it there forever. I, I, w- I should sell the. I should sell the. Old head units or someone, just have them 
get that CD and put it in, you know, they, no, would, they would discover it. You saw know? it to him in fucking 20 years, and then they just like, <laughs> T-Rup says, sell what it to is me. this? What is this? Sell it to me, T-Rup. Yeah. I want that CD. Yeah, because... I, I I don't know. I think I don't even know what the album was called. It was BT. I know it was BTS because it was about that shit. Mm-hmm. Is what that was. I don't remember, man. It had fresh cut on it. it had uh, <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, you remember all those fucking songs? Yep. Back in the Dizzy, I guess. Fucking you hung out with them too. You you hung out with all these boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Real quick. Uh, yeah, I'm saying anyone got any questions, feel free. Blaine, I don't even know who's watching. Blaine, Blaine. Withlow. I screwed that name. Whitlow. Yeah, but Whitlow says, what up, Big T? What up, bro? Jordan's best in the biz at paint correction and ceramic coatings. Blaine's a good dude. That's dope. And if you need a new Ford, Blaine's the dude to go see over at Friendly Ford. I hope still. I don't know. <laughs> I can't keep track of dealerships anymore. I think anymore, so anyway. Right. Blaine's the dude to see if you need a new Ford. Hell good guy yeah, over there, man. Is you doing it for Ford? Uh, I don't have the I don't have the owner contract, but I think Bla- Blaine sent me one. He sent me a GT five hundred, a guy with a GT five hundred, nice Mustang. And Blaine does some good work, man. Oh yeah, Blaine, Blaine's a good people. Nice GT. What's the coolest car you've detailed? I, I fell in love with that new Corvette I did the other day. It was beautiful. I, I fell in love with that Corvette. It was like I, a fucking Lambo. Yeah, and GM definitely killed it with that whole design, and that's something I. Don't say it too often. And yeah, you can fucking look at all the designs and everything real close because you got to detail that shit. There's a bunch of creases on that motherfucking thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just and that's like, what I was smiling. looking at it and just, it was daunting, you know, because I was like, man, it does have more curves on it than like a McLaren or anything. You does know, it any really? Lambo that I've done. And it was, it was an impressive car. You've done Lambos? I've done one. Do you sit in the driver's seat and pretend you're racing? Teslas. Teslas are like my favorite cars. You know, I just, I like them. I hate their paint, but they have horrible quality control from the factory. But they're just cool cars. They're nerdy, but they're cool. You know, they're fast. They're you done you done some of those? Yep. I've seen a couple of them on the yeah. road. Yep. Um... McLaren MP4 Tulsi is one of my favorites that I've done. I've done a couple GTRs, Nissan GTRs. Uh, The old old cars that come to me, though, some people, like I had a dude that had a 93 Bronco, and and it was he bought it new, and he's had over 110,000 miles on it, and he drives it every winter. And for me to meet someone like that, you know, and them, you know, have a vehicle that many miles on it and bring it to me and say, hey, what can you do? And for me to just polish it all out and have them say hey it looks like the day i bought it and it was like you give them a five-year warranty too um that guy he got a one-year one-year coating on it oh um, you got okay it, i got one i mean different budgets different cars you know you get, the, different things, you get you know? the super soaker package you get the five-year warranty <laughs> um, come on down to rub dub dude <laughs> yeah we got we got different things you know not everyone's wanting to get their car i mean people don't know if they're going to have the car for another year, you know, a lot right. of times, you know. So my basic package is like a six-month sealant. Uh, then it goes a one-year, three-year, five-year. Well, everybody's, everybody's doing lease now. It's like yeah. a two-year thing, you know. You know, and you can get a good one-year coating, and you'll be protected for the majority of that lease, you know. You hit me up a couple months after you got it when the paint's looking a little bit dull, and you protected for the rest of that lease. Or you know? right before you turn it in, just have him detail it, bro. If I could turn it in, like, no, nothing happened, dude. There can you, you get this? Can you get this burn hole out of the? F- 
<laughs> I've done some patchwork. I've I've had to do some stuff, you know. Um, I've done a couple different crazy jobs where people have gotten paint on cars, you know. I don't want to talk too much about crazy stories. I don't ask questions, but. Well, we don't have to say names. I've had to clean paint off cars, you know, bunch of you know, dog pee, bunch of kid, you know, Bro. Kid, kid stuff and people's cars get gross. Remember, remember Scott says like, you don't want to clean Josh's car. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> Kids, dogs, dude. You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't. You're don't the only. Sit. Honestly, you're the only one I do would want to take it to because I trust you to do the work. I'm gonna post pictures of it. They're right. all online though. How bad before, it is. Before. Just dude, how you, gross can it you is. get marker out of the seat? Depends. Depends you, on what the marker is. You don't want to say. It says. It says. E lie. I mean. It's crazy though, because I mean, it all depends on what like, what the material is that it's the substrate, you know, what the marker is, and you know, and there's some crazy stuff in that you you can come across in cars, you know, different stains. But the truck is beat. You don't want to sit in the passenger seat. The back, the back. No, the passenger. No, the passenger seat. The two front seats are great, but no, yes, they are. The back, the, the back seat. I've had kids. The dog shit in the back seat once. Yeah, as I, bad as bad as it is, I've seen worse. That's what all I can tell people. You mm-hmm. know, as bad I don't as know, bro. as bad as someone's car is, I've I've seen worse. Check it know. out. It's a really nice GMC. No, don't check it out. Check it's it it's out, gone bro. right now. I've done actually a GMC <laughs> that was the guy got it. He, it was a diesel. He's like, I got a diesel for steel. And right then, I'm like, red flag, red flag. He's like, it spent its whole life on a farm, a pig farm. It smells like pig shit and. The whole thing. So sure that shit. was when I first started, and that's when I learned. What'd you do? So I, I gave up halfway. Through. <laughs> that's why I learned some jobs you just say no to. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you got throw up on the yeah, fucking some, floor. Some jobs you just say no to, or you just charge them. You know, <laughs> just, you, you got a million so dollars. Much money, you just want to buy another truck, man. You thought you <laughs> thought you got a deal on this truck, but no. Got a deal? You're gonna smell pig shit for the rest of your life. Ugh. Some some are bad. But, you know, I'm lucky. A lot of it's not that bad. And, you know, all the customers and clients that I've had, they are great. You know, they are very understanding. They're, I, I've got the best clients. I have no idea how it's happened, and I'm thankful for it. And, you know, I haven't had anyone that's been a headache. I, I'm on all these detailer forums and stuff, and they complain about people. And it's like, man, I've never had – I never get this stuff. And I don't know. It must be – I mean, good people in Monroe appreciate it, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what I appreciate. And you're a good dude, too. So, and I, I'm reasonable, you know, and I'll tell people straight up, you know, if they got a scratch or something that won't come out, you know, I'll tell them, hey, I'll do what I can, but if it don't come out, I'm not going to charge you. And I'm, you know, I'll make sure it's right, you know, and I'll stand by my word. That's dope. I like that. That's a, mm-hmm. you're, you're the nicest guy on here, bro. What's up? Keithy says, uh, I know we talked about the transition. But uh, Keithy wants to know how did you get into the detailing in the first place? Hobby. Yeah, I bought a black car and it just had scratches and swirls all over it and it drove me nuts. And that's when I took it to a shop and they told me it'd be this much and I was like, I'm I'm not paying that much and started doing it on my own. And that's what it took. And that's what's cool about detailing is there's like there isn't much regulation. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm insured. I'm certified by companies now you know i've went through i've paid good money to get certified to put products on cars and get trained properly on how to run a business 
Um, but th- there is no regulation. If you want to go out and charge 50 bucks and just wash people's cars and do a good job of that, you can make money. It don't matter who you are. You can have a small investment and you can just grow and grow and grow, you know, and that's, I don't look at any other guys around me that do the same thing as me as my competition. I look at myself every morning as my biggest competition. Yep. I want to be a better person than I was yesterday. You know, I want to offer my customers more every day, you know, than I was, you know, six months ago. And things are always changing. Technology is always changing, you know, and adapt and figure stuff out. And You went to school to, for business management too? or No, uh, just culinary school. Culinary skills and management. Uh, you learn a little bit about running a business, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, through it. Yeah. And that's Order what. And shit. Well, I worked for him. Yeah. Uh, back in the day. Back yeah. in the day. He, he was the chef in the restaurant and he gave me a job. I was washing dishes and, and cooking prepping. a little bit, prepping. What, what yeah. year did you go to culinary school? 07, 08, and then I moved right out to Hawaii. Yeah, graduated high school in 06, and then started. I actually went for my interview on my senior skip day for culinary school. Did you hear him? He said I was prepping. I've been a prep guy my whole life. Yeah. We got a cooking contest, and me and him are captains of the red team. We picked the best cooks, and we just prep for them. We go. prep, prep, prep. What do you want, an onion chop? Come here, bro. <laughs> well, we know how to cut garlic, that's for sure. I I'll, I don't want to. No. <laughs> I don't want to do any sort of cooking anymore. I, it's hard to get me in the kitchen. I, really? Yeah. You, you, you loved it back then. Yeah. It's, I mean, things you were, you were all You were, it was frustrating. Yeah. You could tell. I, I mean, be passionate about something or don't do it. Mm-hmm. Basically, that's what it comes down to. If you're not passionate about something... Don't waste your time with it. You know, I was passionate about cooking. I was, pa- I mean, it paid my bills, but I was also passionate about it. That's what allowed me to wake up and work 12-hour days, you know, and go through the same shit with different owners and bosses and stuff and who got, employees. Who got was, you into cooking? My mom. My mom always was catering when I was growing up and stuff. And then, you know, just in high school, just found a job dishwashing and just grew from there. But my mom, she was always cooking. Mom was inspiration. Yep. How about any of these uh, big-time chefs as inspiration, like when you cook? Not, not like, for why you got in, but... Not, like, why I got in. I mean, I was a fan of some, but, like, Anthony Bourdain. He was just a cool dude. Like, mm-hmm. when he was doing his thing, I always liked his shows. I never liked, like, watching cooking shows, cooking shows. I mean, some of the guys that were, like, nerdy, like uh, Alton Brown. Back on Food Network, back you in the didn't day. like Rachel cool Ray, dude. I didn't like her. <laughs> no, <laughs> but uh, Martha Stewart. But like on, Anthony dude. Bourdain, though, he was cool because, like, I mean, he liked old school punk rock, and you know, just was into cool stuff, you know. And he was open about his history and his troubled past. You know, he, he was a. It was sad. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never got caught up in celebrity deaths or anything like that. And when he, the day he passed, that. Oh, that was a heartbreaking day for me because I didn't even cook anymore. But he was a cool dude, and that was about like the only celebrity chef that I was mm-hmm. cool about. You know, yeah, watching like Gordon Ramsay go off on people was pretty cool though back in the day. But that was have you ever about, done that? That was more of a show. I mean, it's stressful working in kitchens. That's all. Have I'm you saying. ever you, been you, like, <laughs> "What are you, an idiot sandwich?" No. Nah. You know what's funny though is is in the moment he is. <laughs> fire <laughs> like he is he's you 
fire in the kitchen when he's going, 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 and not thinking about what he's talking about. So he we is, should give he's you coming some out, onions right he's now. He's cracking jokes all day long. <laughs> should give you onions and a knife right now, and you're about to fucking find me. <laughs> Get his mind going. No, it makes you quick. It makes you stand up on your feet. You know, it's it keeps you on your toes. It's a constant mm. shit talker. It's a in restaurants, that's about all there is, you know. And now you don't talk to nobody, but like, hey, Car, what's up, you <laughs> sexy bitch? I'm get online to... and get online and talk to the detailers on the forums. It's always a fun time, Cause right? Because they're, they're all they all got different opinions on how to do shit too, which is great, you know. That's cool too. You got to a little community, yeah. you know, bounce off of each other. Did you, <sighs> Robert? Robert wants to know how much uh, for a full detail. What kind of vehicle? He's got it. Okay. We'll, 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 we'll just play, play uh, I mean, with mine. Into your next years, usually start around two, 225, 280, uh, depending on vehicle size. Sedan, coupe. He's got a truck, van. He's got a cab and a half truck. Big old GMC. Yep. You're looking 250, 275, ballpark. Full shampoo, six month sealant on the interior. Or six month sealant on the exterior, full shampoo and steaming on the interior. Yeah, because that, that man fucking washes his truck every fucking three days, dude. Oh, yeah. Robert. It's oh, he difference. Washing, but, yeah. Difference. Yeah, my yeah. boy, Robert. Have him look at my page. Have him look at some of the work yep. I've done. Rub yeah. a dub. What, what page? Oh, just, you got a page on Facebook? Yep. Uh, rub a dub detailing co. Uh, rub a dub detailing dot com. Uh, Instagram and Facebook, though. Rub a dub detailing co. Uh, Google business too. I'm on that. Uh, don't do too much Twitter anymore. Uh, but yeah, Instagram and Facebook. You on the TikTok yet? No, I keep on getting told to get on you, it. But you would. Be, I should. I should. But yeah. God, I, it's so much keeping up it with is. everything. You know, I'll get people messaging me at two in the morning on Instagram and stuff. You know, talking about stuff. Other detailers asking for stuff, or you know, people asking for quotes randomly. You know, mm-hmm. I, I get it. I've, People have different schedules and stuff. People work midnights, but it's just so weird when I wake up and see I got a text at two in the morning saying, "How much can you give me my car?" You know, <laughs> shit. Bring it, if you if you bring a toy, it's fifteen percent off. Fifteen percent off with a toy. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the beauty right now. And I've had a couple donations already. What are you doing that to? Uh, probably like I don't know because I don't want to get involved with too many like other like I don't know how to do it. Like I just wanted to do it, so it's weird. Like I know that I have like some women and children shelters I can donate it to, but or I didn't want to go through and do like a family and say, Hey, I need this for this family. It was just bring what, bring, bring a toy. I, I don't want to get too much. Cause it's so hard to keep track of stuff. Like there's a lot of things you can do with it. Yeah. So it's just bring a toy and we'll figure out, we'll figure it out. I'll post up what we have, you know, in a couple of weeks, if we get a decent amount, we're already getting some stuff trickled in. Uh, I'll post up what I have on the page. People can share it. And then, Whoever just needs something, no questions asked. I'm bringing a toy, all right. I'm bringing gone. a butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no. I'll throw that. No. Those toys are not accepted. <laughs> but yeah, T Rup thought that was so funny. He's dying. <laughs> that's that's, how, that's how bad me. that joke it was. Me. <laughs> it set me up, bro. It set me up. I was like, yes, dude. <laughs> Just came out, bro. It's diarrhea of the mouth. I, I don't I really got nothing to. He, he doesn't have a filter at all. I'm bringing a butt plug. It's a toy, bro. Let's go. Nah. <laughs> but, uh, Here, bro. 
No, I, I don't clean those either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do, uh, how much you do inside job I, on I me, bro? I haven't found anything like that. I found a used diaper underneath the seat before. Oh. So that was one of the weirdest ones, but I haven't found anything like that in a car. I've seen people on detail pages share some of the stuff that they find in cars. Ooh, I can only imagine. You know, you know, one time, one of my friends had rented a car, and they found crack cocaine underneath the seat. <laughs> and it's like, what in the? How did this happen? So we smoked the fuck out of no, it. No, they called the cops and reported it and turned it in. And, and that—that's what I mean. I had one. I had a detail lady. Her car was stolen. Her jeep was stolen, and they found crack cocaine in it. You know, and she had her kids inside of it. You know, and she's like, I want to make sure this is all good. You know, and that was one of the weirdest ones I've ever done. But that helped—that felt great being able to help them out. You know, because. <coughs> It was something that I knew that they didn't want to take out the seats, and they didn't want to make sure that it was that thoroughly clean. But I want, I, you know, that was a good thing for me to do. Well, so yeah, that's that. really good. Nobody can get in the wrong fucking hands. Let's plug yourself in. Go ahead, plug all your uh, socials again, and then we'll. Oh yeah, uh, rubadubdetailing dot com is the website. Uh, Facebook and Instagram, rubadubdetailing co, all one word. Um. Or just shoot me a friend request on Facebook, too. It's all linked right there. He's um, friendly. Trying to be. I mean, it's a little <laughs> bit awkward for me to talk. I'm sorry. Again, no, I apologize. Good, I don't know how to make it interesting what I do. Just don't know how to talk either. It's okay. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's. I mean, it's way different when we're talking in person. About no stuff, wonder you guys you know, are great so, friends. Yeah. <laughs> you guys just sat there and looked at each other for three hours. But like I said, you know, it's been probably 10 years since we've seen each other and pick up, you know, right. just hang out like nothing's. Nothing's changed, you know. Yep. I got a beard. I got a beard now. Yeah, <laughs> got a beard. Yeah, beard. Lost a little bit of weight, but and I look the same. And I gained yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't age. I don't age. You know, yeah. And and you got hit by a van. A van. Yeah, you can detail that van. Just kidding. It's fucking unusable. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Is that it for episode thirty-six? Well, you got any questions I for him? No questions. No. Yeah, that's it. If you have one thing to say to the world, what would it be? Don't take people's opinions of you too seriously and do good. Awesome. How much poon did you get on the cruise ships? He already None. talked about that. None. I got in I was with a girl. Yep, he had a girlfriend. <laughs> had a girlfriend. What a pun whacker, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, way to fucking go, dude. You yeah, ruined it. Yeah. Wow, dude, there was nothing but pecker tracks on that boat, and you weren't <laughs> the one laying it down. All right, that, that's it for episode 36. We love you guys. You guys have a good one. Peace out. <laughs>